Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. As Canada continues to grapple with uh, the housing crisis, there's no doubt uh, we have been spending a lot of time talking about international students uh, coming into Canada. Uh, multiple provinces are pushing back on federal suggestions that an international student cap could help solve the problem. Uh, in the last few weeks, inter- uh, Immigration Minister Mark uh, Miller, Housing Minister Sean Fraser and Public Safety Minister Dominic LeBlanc have all indicated that Ottawa is considering a cap on student intake. Now, uh, the province of British Columbia, along with New Brunswick, Newfoundland uh, as well, have said they haven't been consulted on what that would look like, uh, but uh, it is an ongoing issue. Joining me now to talk a little bit about our reliance on international students here in British Columbia and across the country is Melissa Chirino. She's a chairperson of the BC Federation of Students, and they've just put out a report called International Education in BC, Keeping the Post-Secondary System Afloat. Melissa, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, lots to talk about here. Uh, and we've already said that, look, uh, we've gone from, uh, you know, I think it was uh, about 220,000 students, international students, 10 years ago. And we're well past 900,000 a year now in this country. We uh, Those students used to generate about $8 billion a year for our economy. Now it's $30 billion. We are very much reliant on international students. Um why do you think our system has become so reliant, our post-secondary system, so reliant on international students? I mean, if you go back to when um, there was cuts to education, mm-hmm. um, there was tuition freeze, and then um, we put a cap on domestic student fees, but we didn't actually put a cap on international fees. So looking at all the cuts that happened, we just filled these gaps with international fees and have continued to do that. Um, nothing has changed since then. And um, in fact, um, these tuition fees have gone up. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think at this point, like we've been relying too much on international student fees, and we haven't actually thought about like how do we fix the post secondary system. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we did a story last week where in Ontario, for the first time this school year, international students because they'll pay twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year for tuition, if not even more, in some cases, which subsidizes the domestic mm-hmm. population. But for the first time in Ontario, international students will put more money into the system than the actual provincial government. Uh, where are we in British Columbia in regards to that ratio? Um, I believe we're around um, between 23% to 32% Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to reliance on international fees. That's still, I mean, that's roughly a quarter, if not a little bit more, right? So that's that's significant. Um, Is this dangerous for us here in British Columbia to do that? It sure is. Um, and that's something that we've already, like, um, we've been warning um, the government, the public about this issue um, prior to um, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic only showed us how um, how it can be dangerous. So an example of this is at the, the Okanagan College, um, they lost about 25% of their students, which was roughly 280 students. Mm-hmm. And they lost $2.3 million in um, tuition-free revenue from them. Um, in contrast to domestic students, that they lost 900 And this was only 2 
like two million. So um, only a few international students can kind of affect um, how much money um, the school loses. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that like we have to use this argument when talking to government about like the money because at the end of the day, it, these are students that are putting so much money into coming coming to Canada just to get their education. So, mm-hmm. but that just shows how any big loss mm-hmm. um, of students can affect our education system. So uh, I was looking at your report yesterday. We had a barge Dahan, and we were talking a little bit about uh, this report. And I'm amazed, that particularly schools like Langara and Kwantlen, even UBC, how reliant they are. In regards to the dollars, sometimes it's a small amount of uh, students. But, uh, you know, Langara, I think it's about uh, $61 million in tuition that, uh, sorry, $61,000 a year in international tuition alone uh, for a four-year course. And so it's about 16000 a year. Um, if we were to cut, as the ministers have said, the variety, various liberal ministers have said, they're going to cut and put a cap on these students, what's going to happen to our colleges and universities in regards to funding? Um, I believe at that point, the government should, should definitely look into, you know, like what are the solutions to actually properly funding education? Because I fear that if we were if we were to take away all international students, that the post-secondary education would just collapse. Um, they're funding, they're putting so much funding into post-secondary that um, if that were to go, mm-hmm. I don't know what would happen to the post-secondary system. Do you think we've devalued education in Canada because of our reliance? It's, and, and forget about just the public institution, <laughs> which is about 25, 26. <laughs> we got 150, 200 private, sec- private universities who provide no information, don't provide any housing, <laughs> And they almost seem like they're diploma mills. Mm-hmm. Is it just me or do we somehow have somehow have devalued an education in Canada? I mean, we're focusing more on the amount of enrollment we're getting um, when it comes to students coming rather than the outcome of, you know, like the education, like what, what they've learned, what are they putting into the workforce? Mm-hmm. I think we're, we've definitely moved away from um, looking at post-secondary as, as a way to make society a better place for everyone, for people to get their, um, get their skills in. We've really moved away from that, I'd say. Uh, I'm looking at the numbers here based on yesterday, Kwantlen's 37% of Kwantlen, the student body, are international students. Langara College, 32%. Uh, and to get a four-year Bachelor of Business Administration degree, you're looking at in Langara at about $66,000. And so that averages out to $16,000 a year just in tuition, never mind living costs and everything else that comes with it. So we are really milking the system. Now, uh, what are they doing in Emily Carr College? You had brought that up with yeah. me on, on, during the commercial break. Yeah, so um, last year in December, um, their Board of Governors um, put forward a proposal of having a 30% increase for new incoming international students mm-hmm. and a 10% increase for current students. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got, that got passed, unfortunately. Even um, those students, you know, came out and really um, um, talk about how that, that, that would gravely affect the college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what happened last year. They did that. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you, you're thinking is, look, as a student, we just need more tax dollars to be going into the system for domestic students and just reduce the or cap the amount of international students to come in? I think we need to fix the problems that ha- like the mistakes that we've made in the past and we have had major um, um, cuts to education in the past we haven't fixed that ever ever since mm-hmm. we in fact started to rely on on, on fees and international fees in general um, to fund the education so I think if we want to move forward to have a great workforce in BC and really support young people support um, future works workers of BC we, we really need to go back and make look at what can make education better in BC and in Canada in general 
Mm-hmm. And that just means fixing the mistakes from the past and actually funding education. Yeah, it's it's going to take a while. It took us a while to get to this point. Like mm-hmm. I said, over the last 10 years, to go from <laughs> 200,000 plus international students coming mm-hmm. to this country. Now we're at 900,000. Mm-hmm. You can't just shut the t- tap off right mm-hmm. away because I think a lot of our public institutions yeah. would be definitely in a lot of trouble. Melissa, thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me again.